We are coming into another end of the year segment, another piece like, oh, let's reflect on the next 2021 and all these awesome things happening. We're going to come back stronger and better for the new year and blah, 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 blah. This segment is going to be a collaborative effort to gear you up and pump you up to get you ready for the 2022 year on YouTube so that you can crush and just truly accomplish all of your YouTube dreams. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos and YouTube reach by studying titles, description, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the last episode of 2021. I am so excited and grateful to be spending this time with you. I know that so many of us are like knee deep in wrapping paper and working and hustling and wrapping things up and getting things ready for whatever holiday tradition, celebration, time off, doubling down on work, whatever it may be. Like You are doing something right now. And I'm just grateful to be here with you. By the way, make sure that you have some warm, hot, caffeinated beverage while you're doing whatever you're doing because I know you need it. So this is just a reminder for you out there to, to have that ready as well. This year has been just so crazy from like a YouTuber's perspective, from a business perspective, from a me perspective, probably even from a you perspective. Like I can't believe that we are like here and this year of just like new operations new normal new like how we function how we touch how we socialize how we do things like here we are like we made it through this and i know that while it might have been hard and we might even be going through hard things right now we are stronger because we are wildly capable incredibly and possibly amazing badass women and i just want you to know that in fact if you want to take that line and write it down and put it all over your mirror and lipstick i encourage you to do that because you are an impossibly amazing person and to kick this off i'm going to give you my advice as well as after this is going to be different pieces of YouTube advice from other fellow women YouTube creators who have been on this podcast that focus on YouTube education in some way, shape, or form. One of the things I hear a lot, and I've heard a lot, even from our sponsor, is like, where are the women YouTube educators at? And they are in abundance, my friends. When I had reached out initially, I reached out to like 16 women. And I think for our segment, we have nine um, because the other ones are really busy and I'm not going to fault them for saying no because their time is precious and if they're doing something, let them have that time. But we're here to help you and make sure that you are set up for success for this upcoming year. So my piece of advice for you as we head into 2022, and while you're making your plan and your outline for how you're going to crush this year, I want you to remember a couple of really important things. First and foremost, remember your voice is incredible and you have such a unique story and information to share. And I cannot wait for you to share it with the world and level it up in this coming year. Number two, make sure you spend time not studying your competition, but being inspired by them. What are they doing that's working really well for them? How can you adopt that into what you're doing as well? How can you really take 
what they're doing that's finding them success and, and find a way to make that your own, not copy, never copy. Always be inspired by so that you can have success as well. And my last piece of advice for you is focus on those thumbnails and titles. Netflix recently came out with data that showed that people have 1.8 seconds on a thumbnail before they make a decision to watch that video or not. And I really think that we can apply that to YouTube as well. So really take some time, watch your videos, study your competitors and your niche and the search terms that you're trying to be found for and see like in one second, will someone click on mine? Will mine stand out? Does it get across what I need it to? Is it simple but bold? Like really hone in on those thumbnails and make sure that you have a interesting thumbnail that is supported by like a clickable title. The title, like the the search term and that what happens in your title is what found in search and the thumbnail is what makes them click. So you want to make sure that those two things are really supporting each other and really helping you get through this. And I really want you to remember that you can change these later if you're finding that they are not working for you. It's really important to be testing titles and thumbnails and seeing what is or isn't working and maybe making some minor but necessary changes so that you can have success on YouTube and have the growth that you are looking for. All right, let's head into these other suggestions from these awesome ladies, and I hope that you love it. Hey, it's Meredith Marsh here. Thank you so much, Desiree, for asking me to be a part of this special episode. And the advice I have for women YouTubers, especially for 2022, this is something I wish I had been told way back, really at any point in my YouTube journey, in my online business journey. This is something that I only in the last year or two have come to discover on my own. So I'm going to turn it into advice for you is to define what success means to you. And I know that sounds kind of hokey. It's kind of cheesy. It's kind of obvious, but the nature of being a content creator, the nature of being in the online business, social media space is that we're always watching content from other people. We're always following what other people are doing, maybe not doing everything that they're doing, but taking what we can learn from other people's success in other people's business models in what they're doing in their business. And I think it's really easy to connect with people who are a few steps ahead of you or maybe several steps ahead of you who have the type of business that you want to have. Maybe they have the level of success that you want to have. It's really easy to find those people and just start kind of modeling what they're doing without realizing that what you see, what you see them present on social media, online about their business is only what they're letting you actually see. And so the sooner you can define what success means to you, what success is for you at the stage that you're at right now, then the sooner you're going to be successful. If you define it, then you know that you can reach that. If you let other people define it or you just take somebody else's version of success and call that your own um, definition of success, then there's no way of knowing when or how you will or if you will be successful in that. And um, 
it changes over time, right? Your life changes, your family changes, your circumstances change. And so what you define as successful should change over time. I know that I'm surrounded by other women in my industry who have more quote unquote successful businesses. They make more money financial, but I also see them working a whole lot harder than I do. Right now, my definition of success is earning a full-time income while working part-time hours so that I can be my kid's Uber driver to school and sports and so that I can binge Netflix on the weekend. That's that's what I want right now and that's what I have. And so at some point my life will be different and so my definition of success will be different. It will grow and I can focus on other areas. So that's my advice. Define your own success, forge your own path. What you're doing in your business with your channel does not have to look like anything you have ever seen before. It doesn't have to be modeled after what other people are doing online. It can be tricky to create your own path, to create your own business model essentially, but it is possible, it can be done. Think about what you really want. Think about how you want to feel every day when you wake up in the morning, how you wanna feel about doing the work that you're doing with your YouTube channel and go from there, make a plan from there and define your own success. Hello, women of YouTube, what is up? My name is Jessica Stansberry. If we haven't met before, I help creators create for a living so they can live a life and create a life that they love to live by creating content. <laughs> and actually, when Desiree asked me to share a tip to help y'all help women of YouTube have their version of success in 2022, I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. There are two different camps that get started on YouTube. There are people who use YouTube as a way to grow an existing brand or business, and then there's people who use YouTube and want to be a creator on the platform. They want to be a YouTube creator. And my advice is to merge these two mindsets. I find that the people who get started on YouTube and want to be a creator aren't looking at it hardly at all as a business. And then the people who get on YouTube as a business owner aren't looking at it hardly at all as a creator. And I think where success comes, regardless of what your version of success is, is where the two kind of meet up and like hang out in the middle. You know, you've got creators creating community and entertaining content, but they're just hoping for that AdSense number. You know, they're just hoping to be monetized and, and make money from YouTube. They're not thinking about the other things they can do to do that. And then you've got the business owner who, you know, may get started on YouTube and they're thinking about leads and sales and not thinking about building a community on the platform and not thinking about what is going to make people come back and watch their videos every single week or time that they release a video. So my best advice, regardless of which of these two camps that you fit into, is to merge the two worlds. Think of ways outside of AdSense to make money. You know, do affiliates, create your own products, physical, digital courses, like do merch, whatever. 
find ways to make money outside of AdSense and outside of YouTube, you know, paying you and being the employer, if you will, and treat your YouTube channel like a business while also not forgetting that people come to YouTube for entertainment. People want to be entertained. People want to watch you on a regular basis. People want you to have consistent, good content that they can, you know, watch when they're, you know, pulling up YouTube and they're wanting to watch something. So merge the two worlds and make sure you're getting paid to put out content in whatever form you're doing it and building a community along the way. That is where the real magic happens. I wish you the absolute most success in 2022. And if you want to come hang out with me on my channel, you can just go to youtube.com forward slash Jessica Stansberry or just search for my name in the search bar, you'll find me. And thank you so much, Desiree, for letting me hop in here with a little word of wisdom. Bye, y'all. Before I get started, I just want to say congratulations, Desiree, on the success of this podcast. I remember when it first came out and I listened to the very first episode, and this was long before I knew you, and I was so impressed. And when I finally got to meet you and do a collaboration with you, it was such an honor and a privilege. And so thank you for having me back. I wanted to give you some pointers in case you are a course creator and you are using YouTube as a funnel to make people aware of the courses that you offer, drive traffic to the sales page, get them to sign up for it, all of the things. When I first created my very first course offering, it was spur of the moment. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just winging it. I created the course. I didn't know how to promote it. I went live on my YouTube channel and said, Hey y'all, I have a course. You want to buy it? And surprisingly 40 people bought it in the first week. And I thought, wow, that worked out so much better than I thought it would. Imagine if I actually learned how to promote this thing. So I began doing webinars and I began trying to learn how to market it. But by far the most effective thing that I have done to make people aware of the course and the program that I offer is my YouTube channel. So I spend a lot of time thinking of content, not designed to go viral, not designed to just blow up on YouTube land and make me an overnight celebrity. Although I'm not going to lie, if that were to happen, that'd be super awesome. But it is trying to find my ideal customer avatar. Who is the person that I am trying to reach with this program? Who is the person that can benefit the most from it? that will have the most success for it. And for me, that is a real estate agent who has been practicing real estate for many years, maybe five to 10 years. They're starting to freak out a little bit about the change with technology. They are still trying to do real estate the old fashioned way, which is talk to as many people every week as you can and have real estate conversations. That becomes very different in 2020 and beyond, doesn't it? Where we're not getting together face-to-face -face nearly as much as we used to. You can't get quote unquote belly to belly with all of these prospects if you are doing things from home over Zoom. People started to panic when our entire way of doing business changed over the last year and a half. And for me, it really didn't change very much at all because I had already been doing so many of these things digitally. So what I discovered was if I can make a YouTube channel designed to give great, helpful content that will benefit my ideal customer avatar, and then 
you seed your course, meaning you just drop little nuggets into your videos, such as, you know, one of my coaching students had great success and they did blah, blah, blah. You're mentioning that you have a coaching program without really, you know, hitting them over the head with it. You are being very subtle and you're not coming across as overly salesy. The beautiful part about YouTube is that you really get to establish your credibility, your authority in your given space. They get to hear your voice and know your personality. They get to see what you're really like. And if you're teaching any sort of topics in these videos, they're getting to see what your teaching style is as well. So if they like your free trainings, they're going to love your paid trainings, right? The only obstacle is what does it cost and can I afford it? And when you just come at them with so much value in all of these videos, they start to say, oh my gosh, I need to learn from this person. I am going to sign up for this no matter what it costs. Tell me how much it is so I can start saving up for it right now. It becomes a really wonderful way to funnel people into your course that are qualified, that are eager for your information, that are willing to pay you for your knowledge because of the law of reciprocity. You give them all of this great information for free. They naturally want to reciprocate by buying your program. So if you have a small channel and you're not making a ton of money from monetization, don't worry about it. I do not make a ton of money from monetization. I mean, I make money, but I can't live off of it. And if you're not yet doing paid sponsorships and things like that, there is a way for you to actually make money from your YouTube channel. And that is driving traffic to your paid offerings, whether it is a course, whether it is a membership, whether it is a book. It is a wonderful way for you to introduce these products and services that you offer to an audience who becomes more and more and more receptive to the things that you have that are paid for. Now, if you do not yet have a course and you've ever considered it, let me tell you this best thing I ever did. Don't worry about the logistics. Just worry about what do I have to say that is different from everybody else in the marketplace? Or what do I have to teach that's maybe a different perspective on what other people are also teaching? And if I were to deliver this in a digital course format, what would I need to give them to make it be a win for them? You don't want to over deliver on information where there's so much information that they immediately go into analysis paralysis and they do none of it. You want to give them a lot of information, but not too much. It's very tempting to throw in everything but the kitchen sink, and that actually hurts their results. Fewer people are likely to go through the program and finish it if there is simply too much information in it. So think about what are the absolute things that they need to know and then maybe a few extras that are the icing on the cake. But what's the cake? What's the icing on the cake? And then try not to go crazy. Now, what kind of people can have a course? Pretty much anybody that is in a service-based business or even has a product and they sell the product and people say, hey, I want you to teach me how to make this or how to do this too. And you say, I'm just too busy. I don't have time for that. But what if you put that together in a course? that they could go through on their own, at their own pace, on their own time, without further involvement from you, 
It's a great way to scale your business. If you like the idea of doing one-on-one coaching, but you just simply don't have the time. But if you offer a digital course that is at a reasonable price point and they can go through it on their own schedule and they can replay it and watch it over and over again, it becomes a wonderful way to share all the knowledge that you have that you want to put out into the world and make it scale. Because once this starts to work, you can totally scale it. It becomes an amazing way to supplement your income and it's passive income. Once the course has been created and uploaded and you are driving traffic to it, you wake up in the morning to checks. You wake up, like back in the day, we called it mailbox money. When you'd open your mailbox and there were checks in there. Now it's like PayPal money and Sam cart money and Stripe money, where you just check your inbox and you're like, Oh, look at all the people who bought while I was sleeping last night. Courses are an amazing way for you to supplement your revenue on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. And it's pretty much passive income. Once you have done all of the initial work. So if you've thought about making a course and you just haven't pulled the trigger, I really highly encourage you put this as a goal for 2022, decide when you're going to launch it. If you want to launch it in May of 2022, you're going to work backwards. If I launch it and I make it available on this day, when do I have to have it completely built, uploaded and have a sales page done? When do I have to start doing webinars? When should I start making YouTube videos to make people aware that this product is going to be available? How long will it take me to record all of these things? How many modules will there be in it? And then you're working backwards. So you say, okay, if I start January 2nd, let's give ourselves a day after New Year's before we start on this thing. When do I have to have the entire thing filmed, edited, completed, ready to put together into this program? And if you chunk it out a little bit at a time, it's much less overwhelming than just like, I'm going to create a course and oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Start planning it. And then no excuses, babe. You got to commit to it and you got to get it done. And I, I hate when I see people online saying, I'm so busy. I didn't have time. I've been working on it for six months, but I haven't made any headway. And then I see them post on Facebook that they just binge watched 101 Hallmark holiday videos on the Hallmark channel. It's like, you do have the time. You're just choosing to spend it doing something else. We make time for the things that are important. So if this is important to you, if it is important for you to grow your revenue this year, you got to make the time, you got to put it on your calendar and you have to give yourself X number of hours a week to work on this project, because I can tell you it has completely changed my life. I created and launched my course in the summer of 2018. As of end of December, 2022, I have exceeded my annual revenue goal, which was $1 million. That's crazy. I am now a seven figure business owner because of the digital course that I created on a whim three years ago. So if I can do it, you can do it. And I encourage you to do the same. If you just have faith and you dive in and you start doing it, even if you don't know what you're doing, it's okay. You'll figure it out as you go. And who knows, maybe a couple of years from now, you'll have a seven figure coaching business as well.
I'm Karen Carr. I am the founder of Karen Carr Coaching. You, you can follow me on YouTube at Karen Carr, which is K-A-R-I-N. Thank you, mom. C-A-R-R. -R. I teach real estate agents how to attract business rather than chase it using video marketing and SEO on their websites. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope that this inspires you to go make a life-changing course. Hello, I'm Frederica. Today I'm going to talk about uh, how to get over your fears and start pressing record. So I just want to let you know that anyone who's starting a YouTube channel, no one is comfortable in front of a camera at the beginning, I can assure you. And you have to be bad before becoming really good at it, meaning you need to practice, you need to know everything about the camera, the light and etc. And it comes with time. So please get over that and you will be fine. I heard a lot of ladies said, oh, but I'm too scared. People are going to judge me. People are judging you in a street girls, but online, be ready. It's not going to be pretty all the time, but at the end of the day, do it for you and for your audience. It's always going to be some trolls or bullies online. You cannot do anything about it. The only thing you can do on YouTube, you can use some filters, you can remove the nasty comments and keep going because creating a YouTube channel is definitely a business and it's going to set you off for a very good time. Learn to feel by looking straight into the lens. You need to have this eye contact with your community because when you talk to someone, obviously you're eye to eye. And if you still not feel a bit ease with that, then imagine you are speaking with your friends and you're smiling and then it will get better. But again, ladies, practice is the key. I have a bit of a couple of tips to share with you before starting a full batching day. I relax my jaw, I listen to my favorite song. If I can, I will have a little bit of dance and then I'm a little bit more relaxed in front of a camera. Also, I will definitely recommend you to film when you're relaxed, when you're full of energy, do a bit of a sport in the morning and be full of energy because do not forget people can read your energy over the video if you fake or not and people love your authenticity, so you just need to be yourself. Be organized with your videos, with scripting titles, do your research in keywords and how you organize your videos in your files because more organized you are going to be, more in control you will be, more confident you will be in front of a camera. Research your video topics. This is so important. Do not come in front of a camera unprepared with uh, 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 this is not going to work. So lots of research because it's like going to an exam. More prepared you are, better you are going to be. <laughs> I have a little motto for that. Done is better than perfect. The perfect video do not exist. You, you are always going to improve with time. We all going to improve in editing, in filming, in lights, how you talk about, how you talk, how you present yourself. It's definitely a really good learning curve. And never forget those big YouTubers you can see on YouTube right now. Try to find their first video. It was terrible. My first videos, they were terrible. So I'm always improving, but that is fantastic. Another tip as well, um, 
When you're creating a YouTube channel, it's not only just YouTube, it's all the different businesses you can build around. And obviously having an amazing community and trust with the people who are decided to spend time to view your content. So please smile, be kind, you know, have fun. Because if one of your videos become viral, like it happened to me, then you're gonna do that almost every day. And you better to talk about something you really enjoy and you have fun with, okay? So thank you so much and good luck. <laughs> get ready to get a video mindset makeover. Holly G here, your go-to video gal. And today I'm gonna to be breaking down some mindset issues, video blocks, and fears that come up when you decide it's time to step into your role as the leading lady or leading man of your business and put yourself on camera. So for me, I have a professional background in video production. I've worked in production in New York City since 2008. And when I decided to start my own online business, I thought, oh, no problem. I'm just gonna step in front of the camera and it's gonna be great and everything's gonna go smoothly. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a professional, all of these things, right? But what actually happened was I was having like, an out of body experience looking at myself from this, the corner of the room like, what do you even say? You totally forgot what you were gonna say, didn't you? And having this mean inner critic just cut me down while I'm trying to remember what I was actually going to say. It was not fun to say the least. And I know that this is an experience that is not uncommon. It is an unnatural place to be in and it stirs up a lot of things that you may not even be thinking about, right? fear of being visible, fear of being judged, imposter syndrome, fear of success, perfectionism, because everything has to be perfect and not wanting to make any mistakes and wanting this to be the perfect portrayal of you know, perfection for your business and for your clients and for people who are gonna be watching it. So there is a ton of obstacles that kind of come up as you're preparing to present yourself on camera. So while I was in that uncomfortable position with my mean inner critic just cutting me down, I had an epiphany and it was that this feeling I was feeling, this nervous, this uncomfortable butterflies in my stomach, I'm sweating feeling, was me growing from the inside out. I decided to shift the perspective on that. So instead of it being a negative thing, I started to embrace that feeling because it meant that I was growing because I was pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and doing something that was new for me. So it felt different in my body, right? And then the other thing I did was I shifted the focus off of myself and stop thinking, oh, you know, fear of perfectionism and, and imposter syndrome and being judged and seen and all of these things and started to focus on the people I was actually going to be able to help with the knowledge and information that I was sharing. This is the why I started my business in the first place, to be able to help people feel better and look better on camera and create videos that move their business forward. And you can't create video to move your business forward unless you first feel comfortable and confident on camera and overcome these mindset issues, blocks, and fears that come up naturally for you, right? So first, I want you to focus on past successes. Think about times in the past that you have had success, times when you nailed it and you, you, know, you really felt good about what it was that you were able to accomplish. Second thing is don't let fear stop you. Fear is a feeling that you're gonna feel and 
remind yourself that this feeling is you growing from the inside out because you are doing something that is unfamiliar to you and you haven't done before. So it feels uncomfortable in your body. Embrace that feeling and move past it. Forgive yourself in advance. Failures and mistakes are opportunities for you to grow. They aren't blocks that knock you off your track. So forgive yourself in advance for any failures or mistakes that you may have because they aren't failures or mistakes. They are opportunities for you to grow and for you to learn. Okay, well that didn't work that great that way, so maybe next time I'll try something differently. Um, you need to be able to put yourself in and experience that and push past it to be able to learn and grow. The only way to learn and grow is by making mistakes and failing at things. Next, shift your perspective and focus on the positive. Focus on being able to be of service and to help. And when you take the focus off of yourself and move it on to who it is that you're able to help, it helps shift your perspective and calms your nerves and makes it more of a conversation as opposed to you delivering information to a camera. Lastly, be kind to yourself. It's a process. You're going to learn and grow through the process. Remember, you are someone's reason to smile, so don't give up on yourself and don't give up on them. Thank you for listening. This is Holly G of Holly G Studios. Hi ladies, my name is Erica Vieira and I am the host of the YouTube Power Hour podcast and the creator of the Zero Day Influence YouTube Bootcamp for Women. I also run YouTube channels through my strategic channel management agency and I do consulting and coaching for full-time or wanna-be full-time YouTube creators with my one-on-one YouTube coaching. So I've been in this industry for several years. I started my podcast back in 2015 and I've interviewed over 315 amazing, incredible female YouTube content creators, including the wonderful and talented and beautiful Desiree. You'll have to check out her episode. I wanna share with you my four-step audience attraction system. This is something that I teach all the women that I coach and all the women that go through my boot camp. And this four-step system is the foundation of your success on YouTube. And what I found is that I get women coming to me, you know, they're at 200,000 subscribers, or maybe they've been at YouTube for five years and they're still at 2,000 subscribers. Regardless of what it is, whether it's somebody that's a smaller creator, even a large creator, I find that not taking a step back and going through this four-step system, which I'm gonna share with you right now, is really detrimental and can cause either burnout or also can cause a channel that might have done well at one point or for a quick spurt through some viral videos and then it slowly starts dying. Right, so there's so many different circumstances here on YouTube uh, where people are thriving and then they're not and then they're struggling. So I wanna give this four step system to you no matter where you're at in your YouTube journey. All right, so step one is your why. So, so much of YouTube and creating content, it boils down to your why. And what is your why? This is actually something that I've studied quite a bit. And if you want more information on this, I highly suggest checking out the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek because he goes really deep into this. But your why is actually your life's purpose. So people think, oh my why? Well, I want to have creative freedom or I want to have financial freedom. That is a driving motivator, but that's not your why. Your why is something that is very intrinsic and is actually with you since 
it actually is formed within you at around the age when you're in high school. A lot of people have difficulty articulating their why, and for many, it can take them years or decades to figure out. But that's something that I work with people on figuring out what is your why, your YouTube, content, what you create on YouTube, that is a reflection of your life's purpose. It's a way for you to fulfill your life's purpose. And you really want to dig deep on what is your why. The second part of the four-step audience attraction system is your channel niche. So your channel niche is I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm sure you've heard a lot about your niche, but really refining what your niche is, what the topic is that you're gonna focus on for your YouTube channel. I find that, especially with people that are first starting out, it makes YouTube and the process of creating content and coming up with video ideas so much easier if you have a well-defined niche. Now, the next step is your true fan. So this is based off of Kevin Kelly's essay, A Thousand True Fans. It's a fantastic essay. And a summary of that essay is that Kevin Kelly states that as a creative, you can make a living if you have a thousand true fans. And step three in the audience attraction system is for you to really, really define your true fan and know who is it that you're creating content for and getting really, really specific. It's not enough for you to pick a niche or a topic. You need to really, really understand who your audience is and who you want to be watching your videos and create content exactly for them. And now your last step is your channel mission. Now your channel mission kind of ties everything together. Your channel mission ties together your why, your channel niche, and who you're creating content for. And this is like, my mission is to XYZ. Like for example, for my podcast and my channel, my mission is to help women grow their YouTube platform so that they can fulfill their own financial and creative freedom in life. Like that's my mission. I like to think of YouTubers not just as content creators, but as community builders. And the mission of your channel is really the glue that holds that community together. So I'm gonna recap it really quickly. The four step audience attraction is first your why, then your channel niche, then your true fan, and finally your channel mission statement. Thank you so much Desiree for having me. If you want more of this type of information, check out the YouTube Power Hour podcast. You can just search that in any of your podcast players. I'm also on YouTube, so you can just search Eric Vier or the YouTube Power Hour podcast on YouTube. Bye. I cannot wait to see what you do. Please head over to our Facebook group to share like what your action steps are that you are going to take heading into 2022 so that we can hold you accountable. We can be there for you. We can inspire you, help you guide you all of those different things. And in 2022, we're going to be doing a lot more time together in the group. We're going to be having more channel reviews. We're going to be doing more monthly trainings. It's going to be really good. And I really can't wait to spend more time with you in there. And until then, remember you are possibly amazing. Until next time, peace out. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. 